and the timing is kind of in, somewhat intentional. Y- y'all, some of y'all think that everything around here is intentional. A lot of it's we just fly by the seat of our pants. Episode 1206 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, become a better runner by pumping up the volume. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the folks over at Dry Seats. We've been talking about dry seats a lot lately, and, and near as I can tell, you know, to, to sum it all up, to put, a, to put a, a bow on things, if you have a car and you ever drive your car, I don't know why you wouldn't want a dry seat. Now, unless unless your car is just, you know, on its last legs, it's got 750,000 miles on it. Um, you know, you've, you've got the, the Fred Flintstone braking system, uh, which some of you might not be old enough to understand what that means. But if you've got the Fred Flintstone braking system on your car, I mean, you could still use a dry seat to help protect your, your car seats. But maybe in that situation, you've got you've got bigger things to, to address, right? But if you've got a semi a semi clean a semi semi decent enough car that like if you you know had a friend coming into town you wouldn't mind taking them for a ride in your car, I mean having a dry seat is like it's it's like a no brainer right you know you you put this this seat easily or this the seat cover is what the dry seats are uh, easily goes over the car seat uh, keeps anything and everything that might dirty your your car seat off of it and it's super easy to clean throw it in the washing machine if it gets a little bit too funky but. You know whether we're talking, you know, road road grime from uh, you know get, getting a good a good run in, or trail grime, which is like three steps above road grime, um, or whether we're just talking life things, you know, spilling the coffee, uh, dropping the French fries, you know, maybe maybe that's what you need the uh, the the dry seat for the for the back seat for the kids. Um, but one way or the other, you know, if you if you if you drive around very often, whether you're driving to and from runs or or just driving to and from life, um, stuff gets on the car seat. Unless you have a dry seat cover to keep your car seat safe, cut down on the detail bills. You know you don't need to hire somebody to detail your car. You just get a car seat or get a dry seat, put it over the seat of your car. When it gets funky, throw it in the wash. Bada boom, bada bam, rinse, repeat. Back on the car seat, everything is protected. Um, it's just a good, it's just a good product. And you know with the holidays coming up, it's a great it makes a great gift even for the non runner in your life. But it makes a really great gift for the runner in your life, especially if they get on the trails once in a while. Goodness gracious, trail trail, trail funk is a thing. Anyway, dry-seats.com is the website. Again, that's dry with an I, D-R-I-seats, plural, seats with an S, dot com. Uh, the code is DIZ20, D-I-Z-2-0, saves you 20% on your order. Uh, gift cards are also available. So, you know, if you got you got somebody... That uh, you know, you're not sure would they would they like the red or the blue or the black? I don't know. Just get them a gift card. They can pick it out for themselves and uh, be good to go. So thanks to Dry Seats for sponsoring today's episode. Again, dry d r i dash seats dot com diz twenty at checkout. So today talking uh, a little bit about how to become a better runner. And you know, the fact of the matter is, um, you know, w- what does that even mean? I guess, or maybe not, that's not the fact of the matter so much as the initial question to start out with. And and clearly, there's no there's no one size fits all answer to be to what is a better runner. We all have our own goals. We all have our things are working towards that. I think for a lot of us, at least, is we pursue pursue those goals. Whether it's to get faster, whether it's to run farther, whether it's to to run healthier, um, whether it's just to enjoy our running more, whatever it is, whatever motivates you to get out there. You know, if if we can improve upon it, that by kind of somehow by definition would make us better. 
uh, in our own, and again, not comparing ourselves to others. I'm not talking about that, but just moving, you know, the goals that I have, if I move towards them a little bit more quickly, I would feel like I'm running better than I was when I'm not moving towards them as quickly. Right. Um, but, but the, the simple truth, and, and this shouldn't come as a surprise to any of you that have been listening for more than, uh, you know, the, the six minutes that we've been on the air so far today, um, there is no one-size-fits-all answer, uh, at least not one that I'm willing to give. I don't know. Maybe some people might be out there trying to tell you this is, this is the one thing. This is the silver bullet. Yeah, they're full of it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no one-size-fits-all solution, answer, silver bullet to help you become a better runner. It's just, it's just the facts. It's just, at least as far as I'm concerned, again, you know, some may disagree. I think they would be wrong, but you know, I guess my biases against one size fits all are pretty well, well established at this point. Um, but that said, it doesn't mean that there's not, you know, a, a few different kind of common areas that, that can still be broken down and there can still be some other, other factors out, outside of that, but some common areas that, just in general, you know, that things I've learned as a coach, things I've learned as a runner, things I've learned working with other folks, things I've learned in learning more about running and physiology, things of that nature that you can kind of look at and go, these are three pretty general buckets that, you know, are, are kind of big drivers of improvement in running performance. So over the next few weeks, we're going to take a look at each of the three. Um, and the timing is kind of in, somewhat intentional. Y- y'all, some of y'all think that everything around here is intentional. A lot of it's we just fly by the seat of our pants. But this one, actually, there is a little bit of intent here because as we're, you know, as this comes out, th- these next three weeks, the first three weeks of uh, December, you know, cl- clearly December 2023, because these are somewhat timeless. You might stumble upon this somewhere down the road. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, in the real time, at least, we're staring down the barrel of a new year. And so as people are thinking about new goals, things that they want to work towards, maybe resolutions, if that's a buzzword that you like or dislike, however that works out. But, you know, the new year, the new year situation tends to bring some, some new ambitions or some refocusing on goals. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's a good time to talk about some of these three ways to potentially make yourself a better runner, ways that you may improve your running. Um, because it's, you know, starting a new year can be a good way to kind of make some, some hopefully some big progress towards your goals. And especially if, you know, PRs or new race distances, things like that, um, are some of those goals that you might be working on. Again, I think that these can, can qualify for just about any goals, but specifically for those little bit more competitive goals. And again, competitive with yourself, not necessarily competing to win a race. Although if you're competing to win a race, I think these would probably qualify as well. So over the next three weeks, we're going to look at each of the three. Uh, today we're talking about volume, mileage, running, maybe running a little bit more as a way to improve your running. And quite frankly, I think that, that for a lot of folks, not everybody, but for a lot of folks, this may be the, the lowest hanging fruit, right? Um, as, as, you know, as you get more experience in the sport, as you've been running, you know, weeks and months and years and years and years in, you know, just as a runner, um, our bodies adapt, right? Our bodies change. Our, our bodies, we get stronger. We get more efficient. And sometimes if you're not continuing to, to push a little bit, push the boundaries a little bit, um, some of that, that growth kind of stagnates. And that's a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times that's why we end up on a plateau sometimes where maybe we don't feel like, and maybe the, the, the results dictate it, that we're not making any progress anymore. You know, we haven't really PR'd in a while. Um, paces aren't getting any faster. Like, like what's going on? 
and sometimes, maybe, maybe, maybe most of the time, but not most of the time, like 90%, like maybe most of the time, like 55, maybe 60%, something like that. And that's of course me making up statistics, but I, I think it's, I think it's more than half, but I, I wouldn't say it's, it's three quarters by any stretch, but most of the time or a majority of the time, simply adding some more miles to the mix over time can make a big difference. Can, can push your body a little bit more outside of the comfort zone that it's gotten into where it is then where it responds, where it responds to that additional mileage stress to get a little bit stronger, to, to build your endurance a little bit more. Um, and without getting too deep into the, into the, the physiology weeds here, you know, some of the, the adaptations in terms of mitochondrial, uh, growth and development, um, and just some of the efficiency things that, that we get as, as you know, doing a, a repetitive sport like distance running, um, some of those, those improvements start to happen. And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden over the course of months and years, of course, but over in the big picture, all of a sudden, um, you increase their volume a little bit and all of a sudden training for the next race is a little bit easier for one reason, maybe because you're starting from a better place, you know, just, just to put numbers on things. Let's say you're starting to train for a, 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 a marathon. And you go into the marathon training cycle where your long run, you can, you can, I don't want to say comfortably, maybe comfortably, but where you can, you can do a 10 mile long run. Okay. And it was just a great place to start a marathon training cycle, by the way, I uh, worked with plenty of folks where they're getting ready for their first, their, you know, whether it's their first marathon or just, you know, a marathon that they're, that they're training for. And, you know, the longest run they've had in the last six months was seven or eight miles, which is not, and I don't mean that disparagingly. I'm just saying like 10 miles is not a bad place to start marathon training from, but what if, Maybe you're, you're looking, you know, far enough ahead. You're looking six, eight months out. You've got this, this goal marathon coming up and you're at about 10 miles right now. But what if over the next month or two, you could bump that up to where your long run is starting from 12 or 13 miles. Maybe, maybe far enough down the road, you get your long run up to where it's starting at 15 miles going into the marathon training program. You're starting at 15 miles. Well, now you're ahead of the game, right? Which we've talked about options before and have and, and building the base, bringing your base up gives you more options in a training cycle. And that's exactly that. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Pumping up the volume, adding more mileage to your, your regular routine builds a stronger base, builds a more solid base, moves you ahead in the, in the, the kind of this timeline for when you need to really start training, or it gives you more options to start training for a race earlier. But now you can mix in, you know, multiple 18 or 20 mile long runs or three and a half hour long run. However you, you schedule out, whatever the, some of those longest long runs are, Maybe you can get a few of them in there where you, where you do one and you have a week or two where it's down. You kind of recover a little bit and then you do another one uh, instead of just peaking that one time before a race, which can help, help you to be more confident on race day, feel more comfortable at those longer distances. You can also maybe play with some more race pace work uh, as part of a long run. Um, and again, you know, if you have a coach, hopefully that your coach would be able to structure that in, a, in an intelligent way. Um, if you're dealing, that, dealing with that on your own, obviously we can talk more about it. You can look in the archives and hear me talking about some of those things as well. But, you know, you, if you can do three or four long runs with, you know, like that finished at race pace for the last third or quarter or half of your long run, instead of just one, you know, you're going to feel more confident. You have a better idea of what you can do, how to keep pushing through when you're tired, things like that. So all that to say, pumping up the volume, adding a bit of miles to your, to your weekly routine, even when you're not in a specific training buildup cycle, not a, it's, not a, it's not a silver bullet. It's not guaranteed to make you a better runner, but it helps. It helps. It, it definitely can help, especially when we look at it over time. Because what one thing that that uh, you don't want to do, which some people get themselves, you know, they hear this, it, it, 
Don't hit pause yet. Don't hit stop. Don't just say, oh, Diz said to just add, a, add all the miles. I'm going to run all the miles now. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not at all what I'm saying. Because the, the best way to add more miles to your routine is to start real small. There's, there's a couple ways to go about it that I think make the most sense. I mean, there's, there's probably an infinite way to go about it. But I think the ways that make the most sense are, are one of two, two ways to do it. Is to either add literally just a mile or maybe just a mile. Sorry, let me start with this. Add just a mile to one or two of the runs that you're already doing a week. So if you're running three or four times a week, pick two of those, those runs. And instead of doing three miles, do four. Or instead of doing five miles, do six. Keep your, keep your other runs the same. Don't add a run to, or add a mile to every run. And this is general advice, of course. So, you know, your situation may be different. There may be a very good reason to add more than that or to add to every, like that could be the case. But just in general here, add a mile to a couple of your runs per week. So that all, quote unquote, all that is, is two extra miles per week. Doesn't sound like very much, right? And quite frankly, if you run two extra miles next week, then what you're, you know, if you normally run 20 miles and next week you run 22, it's really not going to move the needle that much for you. But if you run 22 miles a week, every week for 2024 or whatever the next year is when you're listening to this, that's an extra hundred to 110 miles, um, for the year, which I will go so far as to say that, you know, whatever, whatever that math would work out a thousand miles versus 1100 miles. That's going to move you forward. That's going to help improve your fitness. And oh, by the way, maybe you move it up two miles this week. And then a month from now, you move that up another two miles. And then a a month from that, you move it up another two miles. So then, and I'm not going to do the math off the top of my head, but then maybe we're talking about, you know, just in that example of 20 miles and then you're up to 22 and eventually up to 24. Maybe you settle in around 25, 26. Well, now we're talking at, you know, an extra 150, maybe 175 miles over the course of, of a full year. That's starting to move the needle. That's starting to move the needle. So one way to add some more miles to your routine is just to add a mile to one or two of your runs that you're normally doing for the week. Stay in that routine. And then, and then again, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks down the road, if you want to add a couple more miles to a, another mile to another couple of your runs, go ahead and do that. The other simple way to do it is to just add an extra day of running to your week, depending on, obviously it has to fit your schedule. But again, if you're running four times a week, can you run a fifth time? And that fifth time doesn't even have to be a massively long run. So let's just say, again, for the sake of numbers, let's say you run four miles a week on Monday, four miles a week on Tuesday, four miles a week on Thursday, and then you do a long run that's, let's say math, let's say math here. Let's say eight miles um, on Saturday. So that gives you 20, 20-ish miles most weeks. Now, keep your four, four, and four on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday but what if one of those extra days, and you could you could make an argument that Wednesday would be a great day. You can make an argument that Friday. You can make an argument that Sunday. It doesn't matter. One of those extra days, you you just just got out for an extra couple of miles, literally two miles. So again, it's the same math that we just did. Now you're up to 22 miles a week over the course of a year. That's an extra hundred miles. And maybe again, as your as your body adapts, as you get a little bit stronger, as you get a little more comfortable with running five days a week now instead of quote unquote only four, maybe that bumps up to three miles. Then it's up to four miles. And now you're running four times a week at four miles plus the long run. That's at eight or nine miles. Maybe then you start to think about adding, adding an extra mile somewhere. Point being, it's not terribly difficult or it's not overly complicated. It may not always fit in your life, but it's not overly complicated to think of a couple ways to add a few extra miles. 
Occasionally, to, to try to get ahead of the questions, could you do doubles? You could do a double where you're running in the morning, you're running again in the evening. Um, but I would recommend going with one of the other two options, if at all possible, just because it's less wear and tear on the body, a little bit more recovery, things like that. But there are other ways to add more miles to the mix as well. But the point being, add a few miles here, add a few miles there. doesn't really move the needle in the short term, but as we zoom out and go long term, definitely can make a difference. Now, again, don't just hit pause. Don't just say, all right, well, I think I got it. Stop off. No, 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 no. A couple of things to consider, a couple of suggestions to keep in mind. Maybe first and most importantly, I don't know, you, you can decide, but first, in my opinion, first and most importantly is to don't get too greedy. All right, we've talked so many times over the years. I've talked so many times over the years. I keep talking about it because I need to keep reminding myself sometimes over the years that patience is a virtue. And especially when it comes to physical adaptations, physical changes that we make through running, through strength training, through flexibility, through any type of physical change that we're looking at making, it takes time. It takes time. And if you try to do too much too quickly, you put too much stress and strain on different parts of your body, it doesn't guarantee an injury, doesn't guarantee some type of, of issue, but boy, it goes a long way towards tilting the odds in that direction. So, you know, if, you, if you're at 20 miles a week, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'd like to get that up to 30, maybe even 35 miles a week. I'm not saying that's not doable, but that's not something that you'd want to do in, I don't know, in a month. You wouldn't want to go from 20 to 35 miles a week in a month. That's too much too quickly. All right. You might could do it, but there's a pretty good chance that you might have some type of itis, some type of, of strain, sprain, tear, just fatigue, burnout, you know, like, like, like that's, that's jumping in the deep end. Without, uh, without a paddle, if I can mix my metaphors a little bit, but they're both water-related, so I think that works. Um, better to go slow and gradual as your body adapts and adjusts. There is that, that rule of thumb out there that says don't increase your mileage from any one week to the next by more than 10%. I, don't know that, I do know that I do not subscribe to that as gospel, but it is a good rule of thumb. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. You know, if it's... if if 10% would be 2.2 miles, like you can probably go two, you can probably go two and a half. It's okay. But you know, that's try to try to somewhere be close to that. Especially if you're not quite sure, especially if you're kind of flying solo, you're doing your own thing with, with training and putting your, your things together. You're trying to learn a little bit here. Don't 10% isn't a gospel, but it's a good, it's a good suggestion. And, and if push comes to shove, when it comes to adding mileage to your, to your weekly and monthly kind of, you know, targets, Better to, to increase slowly and gradually than to try to go too much too quick than maybe have an injury and potentially then you, you're out for a while and that kind of undoes any of the gains that you make from running more if all of a sudden you don't run for three, four, five, six weeks because you're injured. So progress slowly, progress steadily, and you know over the course of six, eight months, you could, you could add quite a few miles to the mix, which is going to go... Uh, potentially going to go a long way towards helping you move closer to your goals. Another couple things to keep in mind. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, more, more volume. Well, the flip side of that, and, and kind of just talked about it there for a second, but you may want to allot a little bit more time to recovery as well, because you're running more miles. That's a little bit more wear and tear. You know, it, it, it's just, that's just the nature of the beast. You're, you're, you're pounding the ground a little bit more. You might have to go through, uh, you know, you might need a, an extra pair of running shoes or like at least have a couple on the rotation because you're running a little bit more. Maybe you want to give the shoes a chance to bounce back a little bit, especially you start stacking two, three, four days in a row of running up on each other. It's not a bad idea to have a couple different, different 
pairs of running shoes, but also maybe more importantly, you know, make sure that your sleep game is on, on target. Um, you know, maybe get on the, the foam roller, which we all know I struggle with that, but we're, 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 we're going to keep working on it. We're going to keep trying to make it happen, but doing some mobility work, doing some, some strength training, some, all of those types of things that help to make us more injury resistant, that help keep us stronger and balanced. Uh, the more you run, the more vital those things start to become. Um, and if you're, if you're like me and you kind of feel like, ah, you know, I'm getting away with that foam rolling. So I guess, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You start stacking a lot more miles on the, on the, on the old body. Maybe you can't get away with the, the lack of foam rolling or the lack of stretching or kind of half baking your sleep, things like that. So just keep that in mind. You start cranking up the volume might very well help you improve your running, but it also more likely that you're injured. So you got to take that recovery just a little bit more seriously. Last but not least, in terms of suggestions to keep in mind, um, d- don't don't think that because we're increasing the mileage that it's it's a one-way street, meaning it's okay to take a cutback week every once in a while. In fact, that might be a very good idea, especially as you're working on reestablishing a little bit higher base, right? Like if, if you're going, going back to the previous example, you're going from 10 miles a week to try to maybe get up towards... 14, 15 miles a week for your long run, right? You're trying to build that up a little bit more. Um, you know, go from 10 to, to 11 one week. And then a couple weeks later, you go up to 12. And then maybe you go up to 13. And then maybe you go back to 11 for a week or two just to give yourself a little bit of a break, just to just to to kind of consolidate some of those gains, to just, just back off the throttle a little bit. And then, you know, a week later, you're back up to 13, and then you push towards 14, and you start to dance around 14, 15 miles a week. But every once in a while, you just take a little cutback. Wait, take a little week where the long run is a little bit shorter. Or maybe you take a little week where, you know, you, you bumped up your running to five days a week. Well, you know, every every fourth week, every sixth week, something like that. And again, it's not science, but just something to keep in mind. Just go back to running four days one of those weeks. It's not it's not a long-term regression. It's not, it's not mean that you're doing it wrong. You're certainly not going to lose any fitness or anything like that. It just gives your body, you know, talk about recovery. Right, like it, it kind of. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, a lot of these things they kind of work together. There's a lot of interchangeable parts here, but you're, you pump that volume up. You need more recovery, but then every once in a while you take you take your foot off the, the the progression pedal, if you will, and then that makes that if you keep doing the same amount of recovery, but you ran just a little bit less one week. Well, guess what? You did more recovery. Your your ratio of recovery to work is higher towards recovery, which oh by the way can be great for for your body and also. Anybody who's done a, a, a build-up towards a race and had a cutback week mixed in there, or maybe just the taper ahead of the race, that, that week where you pull back a little bit, that next week you tend to feel pretty darn good, right? Your legs feel fresh, um, or at least fresher. You, you usually have a good, good workout, good runs. So every once in a while, again, every three or four weeks, every six weeks, something like that, a little cutback week, uh, especially when you're in that, that process of building up your, your volume or increasing your volume, not only is it not a bad thing, I might could argue... It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, last but not least, and again, don't just think, all right, well, I've heard everything now. I'll hit stop. No, 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 no. This one's important too. There is a point of diminishing returns when it comes to increasing your mileage. And just like there's no one size fits all, everybody needs to run more. Or this is the silver bullet on things to do. There is no line where all of a sudden more miles is not more better. I think that made sense. I don't know. Follow my logic. So, and I'm just going to make up a number here. And again, it doesn't mean that, that at 50 miles a week, running more wouldn't still improve you. It might, 
but you start getting up towards, you know, 50 miles a week, 60 miles a week for some of you crazy people. Some of you, that might be a, a number that's unrealistic as always scale it up and down. Um, but at a certain point you get more bang for your buck going elsewhere. You get more bang for your buck, maybe focusing on some of the things we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks, which spoiler alert, consistency, intensity control. We're going to talk about those a little bit more as ways to help you become a better runner. But when it comes to, again, when it comes to volume there, for a lot of us, more miles, again, intelligently, an intelligent progression can help us improve our fitness, can move us closer to our goals, can make us a better runner in whatever our own definition of better actually is. But it's not across the board. If you're already, if you think you're running, I'm, I'm running a lot of miles. And if you're kind of looking at things going, I don't know, you know, I already run most days of the week. I'm not sure I can really just add a mile into my routine anywhere here and there. Um, take a breath. It's okay. You're probably running enough miles, whatever that number is, whether that's 30 miles a week, 50 miles a week, 80 miles, whatever it is. If you're like, I don't think I can run more. Don't worry. doesn't mean you can't get better. doesn't mean you can't improve. You're just at a point right now where more miles is not a good option. We got some other options for you coming up in the next couple weeks. And oh, by the way, there's a lot of other things beyond just volume, consistency, and, and intensity control, but that's for another discussion. All right. So just, just don't get it in your head that just because I've, I've spent the last 20 odd minutes talking about how running more can make you a better runner. It's not the only way. And if you're tapped out, if you're like, Diz, I can't run anymore. All good. All good. Thank you for listening today. Maybe next week's will hit a little bit closer to home for you. Maybe it will be the low hanging fruit for you. So, and, and, and also for some of you who might could bump up your mileage a little bit, that's fine. But maybe you're, you're kind of close to that top upper limit, that top upper limit. And so just, again, remember that it's at a certain point, more, more is just more, more is no longer really beneficial. So just, just something to keep in mind. Anyway, that's, that's it for today. When it comes to the idea of pumping up the volume of running more miles to become a better runner, it's a good option for a lot of folks. Maybe, maybe you, maybe not you. Um, but if you're going to add more miles to the mix, if that's something you're thinking that you might do in the coming weeks and months, you know, a couple easy ways to do it add more miles, add a mile or two to a couple of the runs that you're already doing every, every week anyway. Um, or add an extra day to the, to the regular routine. Just don't add too much too quickly. Cause that'll get you in trouble and make sure that you're prioritizing recovery as you add more miles. So there we go. That's one way to become a better runner. Next week, we'll talk about consistency, which you might think, you know, exactly where I'm going with that. And I'm not, not going there, but there's more to consistency than meets the eye. Kind of like transformers. Um, again, some of you are too young to understand, although there's movies. So maybe you think, you think, you know, from the movie, some of us, we know from the cartoon. Anyway, we'll tune in for more of that next week. But what do you think about this week? What's, what's your running volume? Do you have questions on adding more mileage to the mix? If so, of course, you can always reach out with questions, comments, feedback from today's episode at Diz runs on all the social medias, Diz runs at gmail.com. If you want to shoot me an email. And of course, if you want to head over, head back over to the show notes today, the blog post with today's episode, Dizruns.com slash 1206. We'll get you there. Dizruns.com slash 1206. Uh, memes, GIFs, of course, because that's how we roll. But also down there at the bottom of the page is the comment section. Feel free to blow it up. Share your thoughts. Share your feedback. Let me know what other questions you have as it relates to adding more miles, subtracting more miles. What do I do in this situation? Happy to have those conversations. And, uh, you know, oh, by the way, if you want a coach to do the thinking for you, I know a guy, I am a guy, disruns.com slash coaching. You know that place to find out all the details about the coaching options that I have available. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this up with one last shout. Most important shout. Well, maybe not the most important, but a, a, a very important shout. Uh, thanks again to Dry Seats for sponsoring today's episodes. 
uh, dry, dri-seats.com. There's a link in the description of this episode that's available wherever you're listening to it. If you're listening to it on the website, uh, there's a link there as well, dry-seats.com. Diz20, D-I-Z-2-0 at checkout. Save yourself 20%. And also, oh, by the way, that's the best way for them to know that I sent you. So, you know, they know that their advertising dollars are working. Really is a great product. Made in the USA. Support a good small business. Uh, and happy to have uh, Mike and his team from Dry Seats on board. So thanks, Mike. Thanks, Dry Seats. Thanks, everybody listening who has purchased from Dry Seats. Um, and hopefully we can get a few more few more purchases as well. Uh, keep that sponsorship relationship going. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for sharing the show. When you do that, thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for supporting the sponsors. Thanks for all you do to support what we've got going on here. i uh, got a lot of good things planned for uh, at least thinking about, got to make some some decisions, got to got to do some pruning on what the plans are. Can't try to do all the things because it's not enough time to do all the things. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into that in the new year. But until then, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you. <laughs>